Are you ready? Oh yeah! Let me tell you something, brother. If you're looking for the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be in the podcasting universe, then look no further than Ring the Bell. Bringing you the best in the world at what we do, and what we do is take over the world of wrestling reviews, baby. Now, Ring the Bell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Ring the Bell, straight into proceedings. I'm your host, Andrew, with me tonight, going around the table. It's a table. There are more than one people, person here with me. First of all, to my right, it's Martin. Evening, Andrew. Opposite me, pretty, pretty much, much, is Coleman. Hi. Welcome Hi. to both of you. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> and diagonally to me, the man taking over proceedings, the Mark himself, it's Ed. I'm going over, lads. <laughs> Ed, why are we here? Well... Do you remember last year at the Royal Rumble when I gave you the most wrestling adventure of them all in the form of the Ballad of Billy Gunn? I do. And do you remember at WrestleMania last year where I gave you an even more wrestlingist adventure? Oh, the most wrestlingist adventure there was the Ballad of Billy Gunn 2. More asses, fewer time. I'll just point out that I don't even remember WrestleMania last year. <laughs> <laughs> and well, yet that, I do remember what... Billy Gunn Ballad 2, I, but I, not WrestleMania. There was a show you watched, and we had Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie, and that was it. In the handicap match. Exactly. Kurt wasn't there. No, he was that boring. Yeah. Ronda went over by herself. It wasn't a great show. It wasn't a great show. But yeah, I remember those, Ed. All right. Uh, it's, it's link- is this linked in some way? Yes. What mm. I have done is for this Royal Rumble, I have given you the final part of the Ballad of Billy Gunn trilogy. <gasps> so, are Wait. you ready? No. That's the concussion talking. Are you oh. ready? <laughs> 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 Steve. Um, Steve. I, I, uh, yes. We're not going to get... You're not going to swerve us, are you? No, I, like I guarantee. Yeah. I guarantee that this time because we had no Russo halfway through. We had Russo mania last time. And we did. I don't think any of us were impressed. <laughs> we you loved we it. weren't expecting that. Me no. especially for the extra sound effects that had to go in. <laughs> well, let, let me put it this way: there'll probably be more sound effects, but I promise you, there's no swerve halfway through. That's right. <laughs> Andrew's editing yeah, this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the swerve comes three quarters of the way through. <laughs> Someone's noticed the exact words. That swerve comes later. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I say, this is going to be the final part of the Ballad of Billy Gunn trilogy. Mm -hmm. After this, I'm not doing any more Ballad of Billy Guns. Oh no. Is there a subtitle for this show? Yes, it's Thai Master. (laughs) Like a Thai Master? Yeah. Thai Master? Time Master. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that the game that won the BAFTA? I don't know what no. you're talking about. <laughs> dear, dear Aster. Oh. Was that what it was called? It was, it was going to be called Time Ass, and then I thought Time Aster Time, but then I thought we'd get copyright striked, so... Plus, we could have gone Martin to sing to Time Aster Time. Time Aster Time. <laughs> if you want a fame Aster, then come to me. <laughs> like Aster of Puppets. It seems wrong doing it without Ross. <laughs> too fast, too... Ass. No, just ass. Oh, too fast. Too ass to, to ass. Ass to ass. Ass to ass. Yeah. ass, to ass. <laughs> All right, the naming convention wasn't as good as more asses, fewer time. All right? Once I had that one, that was the peak. <laughs> it's only downhill from there from last August, from April. Oh, God, even I've got a concussion now. Right. Chris, you look oh, like you're going to say something, do you? <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Ass Crusade. <laughs> Well, that's all we've got to this episode of Ring the Now we've come up with the title, now we can end yes. the show. <laughs> Alright, folks. Bye. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Alright, so, 
Are you ready for the final oh, tale God. of Billy Gunn? Back in the 90s, you were in a ba- very famous wrestling federation. Billy Gunn the Ass Man. The Ass Man. Don't act like you don't know. That's right. You are everlasting wrestling icon Billy Gunn the Ass Man, whose gimmick is that you like the cellulite-filled posteriors of women. This particular gimmick has lasted the test of time, is truly evergreen, and definitely is still relevant today. Would have been nice if you weren't particular about the gender of the asses in question, but the one time this was questioned, you were part of an event that made LGBT charities blacklist the Reading Wrestling Federation you were part of, so maybe it's for the best. 2018 was not your best year. You tried to parlay an appearance on Raw 25, the 25th anniversary of a wrestling show that's managed to last for two and a half decades, into a kickstart for your career and dreams of WrestleMania stardom. But you were instead forced to be part of a reunion for D-Generation X, the faction that killed WCW stone dead by invading with the tank, thereby causing them to make a series of stupid and irrational monetary and creative decisions that led to the company going bankrupt three years later. Bankrupt. Of... bankrupt three years later. Bankrupt. 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 Okay. Instead of reviving your career, you buried a tag team called The Revival, an expert decision that led to you being left off the WrestleMania card, and then reportedly asking for their release, a sure sign that their success was too plentiful. Your WrestleMania ambition still had a chance until your hopes of being on the grandest stage of them all were dashed by the stellar creative decisions of New Yorker Vince Russo, a man who recently insisted that putting a wrestler's mother in a forklift 20 years ago was still one of the greatest creative decisions he'd ever made. Or potentially calling a wrestler huge erection is legitimately funny. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, his brief foray into wrestling consciousness last year was so pronounced you could legitimately argue it, it in fact never happened at all. Still, while your dreams of being the darling of the World Wrestling, Federa- of World Wrestling Entertainment wafted away like a nasty smell from a tasty ass, you weren't entirely without fortune. In fact, you did somehow make your way into a pay-per-view called All In, in a match where a bunch of wrestlers, including you, were all in the ring until you were thrown out on summarily. <laughs> Perhaps if you made it to the Royal Rumble, your skills of staying inside a ring and not being thrown over the top rope would have been sharp enough that you wouldn't have lost by not being able to stay inside the ring because you were thrown over the top rope. Is that the what culture thing? All in. No, that was uh, All Elite. Alright, oh, sorry. You know what they say, hindsight is twenty twenty, and not when you see someone's behind. That's a shame, because as we've established, you are the ass man. If there's one thing you're good at looking at, it's someone's sharp factory. However, your appearance must have turned a few heads because the people behind that event have recently decided to form their own wrestling company known as All Elite Wrestling. They've invited you to join them as a producer, meaning that you now have a steady paycheck and don't have to retaliate by forming the All Superstar Slam, which would have been a more, which would definitely have been more than just a great acronym. Ah yes, a steady paycheck is in your future. Maybe this one won't be contingent on you continuing to not take steroids. A decision that led. <laughs> A decision that led WWE asking you to not let the door hit you with a good lord split you. By which they meant, don't let the door hit Mr. Ass on the way out. They meant you. You were the ass man. Being a producer could be a great career pivot for you. But you know what you'd like to pivot? Some asses. But also secretly, your career back to being a full-time wrestler who everyone loves. Mostly the ass thing, though. As you sigh in sadness, you hear an unfamiliar noise in the back of your apartment. Do you investigate the noise? Or do you not investigate the noise? <laughs> What do we think? Do we investigate? Yeah, solid. Okay, let's investigate. Okay. Alright. Clenching your most dangerous weapon in case the noise belongs to an intruder, you slowly creep towards the back of your apartment, ass first, ready to strike at a moment's notice. As you approach the location of the noise, you also start smelling a weird sound. (laughs) I've, I've, 
That sounds, clearly, that smells like I've a weird sound. Made a, yeah, you, as you approach the location of the noise, you also start smelling a weird smell. I put noise for some reason. As if someone had tried to steam press a ham. By a ham, I mean that weird Ameri American phrasing about butts. Before you can regain your senses, you're taken aback by a weird light and smoke, as if someone chose this moment to let off some outdated pyro. On the ground you make in a steam ham joke? Yes. Okay. No, okay. On the ground in front of you is a shape not unlike a smoking gun. Because it's a smoking gun. Wait, you're me? You declench your buttocks, disarming yourself of your most powerful attacks. Because on the ground in front of you is another version of yourself, albeit a bit older, and wearing some really weird goggles and nothing else. It's called Bart. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, you're concerned about the smoke emanating off your future self as he stands up and faces you. Yes, I'm you from the future. Don't be afraid. And also, and also, I'm naked. Yes, <laughs> looking a bit bigger. Well, being a force off the steroids helped. So, why are you here? Your future self strides into the centre of your apartment, which is a bit of a tip. If you if you knew that you were having guests coming, you would have cleaned up. I'm here because of this, man. Last year, I was convinced that appearing on Raw 25 would have been the kickstart to our later career. I did everything I could to make that show on time. And what happened when I got there? I was forced to dress up in a DX team, bury an up and coming tag team. I still remember Vince telling me I wasn't going out as my own person. I remember letting that WrestleMania opportunity pass me by. The shame of putting on those jeans instead of my wrestle trunks that said Mr. Asinum with a giant pair of lips next to them. It consumed me. So much so that in the years that followed, I did everything I could to try and correct the mistakes of the past. To go back and erase the mistakes of that day. So why are you here? Because me. It turns out that wasn't the only mistake we could fix. I thought about what to do and realised if I could go through the time stream find another Billy Gunn who had gone through what I had, that hadn't let the mistakes of the past consume him like it had me, they could go back in time for me and fix my mistakes. I mean, our mistakes. Our mistakes. They could fix our mistakes. I found several fixes in time that were possible for you to fix. If you manage to change enough of them, then we can erase those mistakes and give ourselves the chance to reach the echelons of wrestling superstardom we always knew Mr. Ass could achieve. That's well and good and all you begin. I've got a new, I've got a new job at All Elite Wrestling starting soon, and that might be good. Is it going to be as good as winning the title at WrestleMania? The most wrestlingest pace there is. Got a good point. Let's go back in time. Okay, but before we do pass me, is there anything you want to know? Well, is there? It's got several questions you can ask your future self. You can ask, how does this time travel thing work anyway? How did you get the ability to time travel? How comes it hasn't caused a paradox for us to meet each other? What happens to Billy Gunn in the future? What are the winning lottery numbers? Is Vince McMahon still alive in the future? And, wait, you're not like secretly an evil version of me, us, and this is all some sort of plot to take over the world, is it? <laughs> Surely we're asking all the questions. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought so. Okay, which one do you want to ask first, We'll, we'll work from the first one, and we'll just work okay. our way down. Okay, so how does this time travel thing work? Well, it's pretty simple, really. I pre-programmed several select dates in the past you can go back and fix. You have different choices to make to fix the past. If you make our lives better, then you'll pass. If you don't, you'll fail. If you pass enough events, then we have a better future. If you don't, then our future gets worse and we can erase ourselves from time entirely. That sounds like a lot of pressure. Well, you've been through enough adventures to know what you're up against at this point, I'd hope. Future Billy smiles with an affable wink. Well, it seems simple enough. If you fix your past problems and work towards a happier ending for your career, everything will be good. Wait a second, you ask. I'm not going to be faced with a bunch of choices that are going to kill me off immediately, right? Yeah. <laughs> Great. So, how did you get the ability to time travel? Through these time goggles. Don't you notice I've been wearing them the entire time? <laughs> how do they work? I don't know. I didn't make them. Where'd you get them from? <laughs> I saw them from Vince Russo's desk when he wasn't looking. I thought it was deserved payback after he what, what he tried to make us do at last year's WrestleMania just to get on the card. 
You think back and your butt pinches. Don't worry, dude wouldn't put him on anyway, so I'm sure it's not going to affect him in the long run. Is there anything else you'd like to know? So we're going to find out about why hasn't it caused a paradox for us yeah. to meet each other? Yeah. Good question. I'm not entirely sure, really. I'm assuming we're running off something like Back to the Future rules where I can stay an extended amount of time in the past and I'll just start fading out of existence once it's most dramatically convenient or when the timeline starts correcting itself. But why are you being back here? Doesn't it guarantee that this is a stable time loop and that you'll never actually succeed and we'll just do this for eternity? Is that what happens in Back to the Future? No? Then shut up then. <laughs> but in Back to the Future, nobody actually meets their future self, so it's still a valid question. Well, I'm sorry! I haven't seen it for several years longer than you have. I'm a wrestler whose gimmick is that butts are great. I'm not a theoretical science major. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Marty's girlfriend meets herself in the future. Yeah, and she instantly faints. Yeah. But it doesn't cause a paradox. No. Because her future self doesn't realise it's her past self. So, your next question is, what happens to Billy Gunn in the future? What do you mean what happens to us? I literally just told you. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else you want to know? <laughs> Are you evil? Okay. Future Billy glares into the very being of your soul. I'm trying to make our lives personally better at the expense of several other people's in order to avoid the fate of us burning out before our star, burning out our star before we felt it was due, and to force our way into the echelons of wrestling history by messing with the very fabric of time and space. Does that sound evil to you? I mean, it's at least morally grey. <laughs> and you're complicit. So if I am an evil version of you, it's only because you yourself had the capacity to do evil and chose to pursue that. Finally, dis firmly deciding that morality is relative, at least when it comes to this exact scenario, you contemplate whether or not you have any further questions for your future self. So, you've got, what, what are the winning lottery numbers? Is Vince McMahon still alive? Or I have no more questions, it's off to the past for me. I can't want the lottery numbers. Yeah. Okay. Future Billy stares so hard at you that you briefly wonder if you've grown a sumptuous pair of buttocks on your face. <laughs> Eventually, you realise this isn't the case, and he just hasn't realised that was always an option. Um, well, you know, with the consuming guilt of the past, and... It's about wrestling, right? Money wouldn't make us totally happy, and some of this is about the thrill and personal achievement of headlining WrestleMania as the champion. But, can we just go back into the past, win big on the lottery, and bribe Vince to let us win? Future Billy stares at you again with the incomprehensible combination of having understood time travel and knowing what points in the timeline to go back and fix, but forgetting at every juncture that the lottery is also a thing. Um, the victory would be too hollow and you'd never feel like you truly earned it. It's got a good point, Sting. I mean, present day Billy Gunn. Anything else? Sting? It's got a good point, Sting. Oh. No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, okay. Good, no more good, questions? Good, good, All good. right. All right. No, I think I understood pretty much everything there is to know right now. You have to be confirmed. Okay, good, says Future Billy, who slowly starts to fade out of existence. <gasps> Are you okay? No, dude, I'm visibly fading out of existence. <laughs> now take these goggles and travel back to the predetermined places and time that are programmed in. Make sure you don't do too anything or anything too awful to ruin the time stream, and make sure that we have a future in wrestling. He hands you the time goggles, which you put on without question. Can't you come with me? You ask a man who's clearly not going to be able to do that. <laughs> no, from now on you must go in alone. But when you're done, make your way back to this location at this exact time. And perhaps you will learn what your true fate is. You acknowledge this and prepare accordingly. Well, I guess when it comes to the rest of this adventure, I'm going to be the one Billy Gum. Oh. Your future self laments as he slowly fades away. 
leaving only a faint smell of sizzling buttocks and intense compulsion that you're going to have to clean anywhere he placed his naked body the entire time he was here. <laughs> Vowing to deep clean everything when you get back, you activate the time goggles, leaving nothing but a DXT, a pair of jeans, and some wrestling trunks that say Mr. Ass on them, or thrusting you into an incomprehensible time vortex. Welcome to the Ballads of Billy Gun 3, Time Aster. I'm a Nazman! Yeah, I'm an Asman! You are Billy Gunn, a wrestler formerly under the employ of Vince McMahon's insane achievement to sweaty men and women known as the WWE, or whoa, WrestleMans everywhere for long. This morning you were contemplating how to best make your impact as a producer in the upcoming new wrestling federation known as All Elite Wrestling. Now you're floating in a time vortex after your future self travelled back in time and gave you the unique opportunity of being able to go back and right the wrongs of your past, allowing you to basically armchair book your own memories like some kind of smark. Today has been a weird day. So are you ready to start messing about with time? Or do you need to check what the rules are? Oh, I'll mess around with the time. I don't mess around with the time. I don't mess around with the time. So we're going to check what the rules are. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got several locations in the past that you need to visit in order to right the wrongs that have befallen you and prevented you from becoming the most iconic wrestler of all time. So when we reach these locations, you have to make choices to try and change what happens and alter the course of history for the good of ass kind. So... There are many possible routes in each time stream. You can fail, you can super fail, you can partially succeed, and you can totally succeed. Okay. okay. And you need to log how many of which you've done because that will affect what ending you get at the end. Okay, so... How are we logging this? Should I get my phone out? Yes. Okay. 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 So, you've got two <laughs> options. Everything is all clear, let's go to the time vortex, or wait, I have a question. Earlier, we potentially established that it properly follows back to the future rules of time travel. But it also sounds like we have to jump back into certain situations and can't leave until they're completed and make right that this properly follows quantum leap rules. So therefore, can we get clarification on which set, set of rules it follows, or if it in fact follows something entirely different? I mean, I, it sounds like quantum leap rules, because you have uh, you, you've constantly said writing the wrongs of the past. So do you want to get a clarification <laughs> on that? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Shut up and get in the time vortex. Oh, okay. Okay. As you activate the goggles, you're thrusting them to a point between time and space that's, come, that's something called taste or spine. We're just going to call the bit that you choose where to time travel to next. It presents you with three points in time that you're able to alter for the optimum impact for your future. So, we've got the King of the Ring 1999, Shoguns, <laughs> or Billy and Chuck. Where would you like to go first is the true question. King of the Rings, the earliest one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mr. King of yeah. the Ring. Uh, I will the say Rings, that yeah. going to the future and then going back to the past won't alter, like past events won't alter future ones because okay. I didn't write that in. Well, I mean, this, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the start of the one Billy Gun, so we might as well. So the King of the Ring, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Billy Bitch Cakes. Back That's before the turn. <laughs> back before the turn of the millennium, you would have been hard pressed to believe anything could have gone wrong for you. After all. You recently come off of a stint with D-Generation X, the greatest faction in the history of professional wrestling. You also managed to split from your longtime tag team partner, Road Dog, whose go-to tactic was to ask if somebody didn't know, and then inform them that their ass better call somebody. Your follow-up would be to take your ass and have it call your opponent down to the ground with the fame asser, your patented wrestling finishing move, before finishing them for the 1-2-3. When you won King of the Ring that year, you were excited to begin your first steps into becoming a solo superstar. Ooh. Potentially, eventually, 
become the greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah. Compete yeah. with WrestleMania main event and enough title reigns to make John Cena go, oh buddy, clinging to the top of the card a bit much there, aren't we? Also, hustle loyalty <laughs> and respect and whatever, before becoming invisible to the human eye again. <laughs> However, your career prospects dropped and arguably never recovered again when, as your reward for winning the coveted title, the King of the Ring, you weren't saddled with a terrible monarch gimmick, but were instead paired up against the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment for that year, SummerSlam. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> One fateful night, Jeff Bridges, I mean, The Rock, went on microphone and absolutely destroyed you. I mean, wow, he really gave it to you in there. He even purposely got your name wrong at one point, just to prove how little you mattered to him. It implied that even God thought you sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God. You see, my name's Billy, and I just won King of the Ring, but there's one problem. Everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said this, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. Your career never recovered, and it's arguable that you personally never did either. Your singles career ended before it could even pick up steam because instead of you being the metaphorical Sisyphus and proving you could take the boulder to the top, to the, top of the mountain, The Rock simply crushed you. Seriously, if you search your own name in YouTube, one of the top videos is just that promo. <laughs> I checked. <laughs> but with the power of the goggles, you could go back and make your way to the past and prevent the abdication of your dignity. Flicking the time goggles such that they understand your labyrinthine commands, you soon find yourself in the final meeting before the King of the Ring 1999. Hold on, have you overshot where you needed to go? After all, it was the rock speech that sent you careening down to the mid-card and into the altar thoughts of the Millennium Switchover. So what should you do? Should you continue on to the production meeting? Or wait until the night of the rock promo that killed your career stone dead? Production meeting? Oh, I'll be making loads yeah. of decisions. <laughs> production meeting. Yeah, Let's do that. Yeah. Are you sure? You might be wrong and miss out on fixing the past. Do you still go to the production meeting? Or wait until the night of the rock promo that killed your singles career stone dead? What do we think, Martin? Come on. That's right. Let's go straight to the night. Okay, straight to the night is. Then we can shoot the rock. Yeah, yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah! Are you sure? You might be wrong and miss out on fixing oh the past. Oh my god. If <laughs> you want to continue on to the production meeting. God's sake, Telltale <laughs> Games. This is the reason you're out of business. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you like to continue to the production meeting and wait until the night of the rock's promo? Really good, we'll remember that. Um, so if we go to the production meeting, we could potentially get the 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 section that that segment pulled. But if we go to the promo, we could kill the Rock. <laughs> there is no option to kill the Rock. And then that will that will make sure that the Fast and Furious franchise is dead and buried. Yes. If only I wrote that in. You can't kill the Rock. Balls. Damn. So in that case, it's production, production meeting. All right. To the production meeting we go. Will they have biscuits? <laughs> and what biscuits are they? Yeah. Garibaldi's. I'm in. Okay, let's go. Production meeting. <laughs> All right. You continue to the production meeting, unabated by your passion for fixing the past. And Garibaldi's. Plus, yeah, plus Garibaldi's. <laughs> you take a deep breath, storm into the meeting room, and find Vince finishing up the meeting with some writers. Damn it! That smells like time-traveling butt cheeks in here. Hi, it's me, Billy Gum, the ass man. Mr. Ass, that's me. You say introducing <laughs> yourself to a room of people who should definitely know who you are. Our Bernie Sanders, get your ass in here. Vince demands. <laughs> 
Clearly up to date on his long-term American politicians on no real note so far. You comply and sit down. So what's the plan for the event, lads? You ask, pretending you're not fully aware. Ah, see, this is why we called you in here today. We've been thinking about making you the King of the Ring this year. What do you think? Me? You point to yourself, pretending to be surprised. Oh my word! I can't believe it! Me! Billy Gunn, the King of the Ring! That's amazing! <laughs> That's what I thought you'd say, pal! Vince smiles, clearly happy that he's made whatever your name is feel a bit better, if only briefly. What do you say, Birdie Guts? Ready to become a singing star? <laughs> well, are you... What's your response? Yes, I'm ready for the main event, but... Or no, sir, I actually think... Dot, dot, dot. I mean, there's a but in the first one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm drawn to that one straight away. Alright. Yes, sir, I'm ready for the main event. But I do have some worries about that. What's the matter? You think you're not ready? No, sir, I'm ready. I've done my time, and I think it's finally time to have a singles career. I just don't want to be part of a tag team forever, you confirm. All too aware of where your unchanged future lies. Then what's the problem? Don't tell me you want X-Pac to win. Everyone hates that guy, apparently. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not that. It's just maybe we could, um... Would you like to, A, ask for a different opponent after you win, B, ask to be given the gimmick of, gimmick of the king of ass, or C, say you're fine to face the rock? So you need to either persuade them to pick a different opponent for you after the king of the ring, ask to be given the gimmick of the king of ass, or C, say you're fine to face the rock? The king of the ring gimmicks always die. It's yes. only worked for yeah. Macho Man yeah. and maybe Mabel. Um, Mabel was a massive success. King Mabel. King Mabel. Yeah. yeah. Introduced the Hoagie Boys. Um, we could change the opponent? Yeah, let's change the opponent. Okay. Might be x Pac. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can Ooh. whip some ass. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that maybe once I beat x Pac and win King of the Ring, I should... Maybe have an opponent who will keep me looking strong into SummerSlam? Oh, we had an idea about that. How'd you feel about The Rock? A no. cold sweat runs down your ass. Um, shouldn't he be in the main event? We're giving him a quick break. Oh, um, could I maybe have someone else? Who then? Hurry us up. My patience is wearing thin and I have a meeting about a new football league soon. Who do you want? <laughs> do you say you'll find the face The Rock? Or B, face anyone except The Rock? I mean, Roman Reigns at this point, we could probably kick the crap out of him. We probably could, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyone but The Rock. Alright, anyone but The Rock. Oh, anyone but The Rock. No offence, sir, but he deserves to um, go to the tag team team for a while. How about uh, China? China? I can see it now. The ninth wonder of the world versus the seventh king of the ring. Plus, there's all the drama of us being former D-Generation X members to play with. D-Generation X? Vince questions. You remember, we invaded WCW with a tank. Did that do anything? Give it a couple years and ask me again, you say with a knowing wink. Well, um, it's highly unorthodox, but I suppose that could work. If you put a belt on the line, it definitely will, you tell him, absolutely chanting it. Alright, pal, you've got yourself a deal, he agrees, before chowing down on bits of cut-up steak. Bit inside <laughs> the tortilla wrap. Steak wrap, steak wrap, steak wrap. Steak wrap steak you did it! Wrap. You successfully changed the outcome of your upcoming feud without having to sacrifice being king of the ring to do so. Now you need to eventually be one of the top superstars once that inevitable triple crown occurs. Watch yourself a full success and head back to the time vortex. Hooray! Hooray! You've got one out of three so far. So, would you like to go to the Shoguns or Billy and Chuck? Ooh. I say Billy and Chuck. I think we have a winner, Billy and Chuck. 
Oh, all right. Coleman? I mean, I, I, I wanted to go in time order. I reckon you're getting too impatient because okay. you're ready right. for Billy and Chuck. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Let's, let's, That's let's the headline. Shogun. Yeah. Shogun. Okay. Shoguns. Back in 2011. It should have been called The Gun Show. It should have been. It was underrated. Back in 2011, Billy Gunn joined forces with the Big Show in a faction known as the Shoguns, apparently because the former giant liked ancient history imagery. Unfortunately, the alliance was short lived, having come to an ignoble end when they were defeated by members of the alliance of WCW and ECW at the pay per view known as Invasion, where members of the alliance invaded WWE and beat some of them in matches that people had to pay upwards of 60 money to see. <laughs> However, there could be a way to fix all of this. We'll just have to go back to the inception of the tag team of Big Show and Billy Gunn. Money. Your time goggles thrust you back to the year 2001, just outside the meeting room where you and the Big Show sat that fateful day when he stupidly decided to name your potentially awesome tag team after some Chinese stuff. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't he know that Vince McMahon famously doesn't find Asians attractive? How are you supposed to get attention with a name like that? This simply oh. won't do. So you assume the position of your former past self and step into the meeting room where you find Paul White and Vince McMahon locked in an intense battle of wit interrupted oh. by your presence. What smells like steamed ass in here, damn it! Vince laments. What's up with those freaky goggles? Hi, it's me, Billy Gunn. Just trying out a new gimmick, you proffer, as if Vince doesn't have any clue who you are. Ah, oh, Barney Gumble, get in here, will ya? He asks dismissively in a way you strongly remember talking to your therapist about later. You sit down between the two and get ready to make your case. Let's make this quick. I got an XFL meeting to attend after this. I think we could really be going places soon. You try to ignore that statement and press on. Hi Vince, I, Billy Gunn, think that whatever stupid name Big Show here wants to use is stupid and dumb and stinks like a butt, you begin eloquently. I think we should name the team something different, something cooler, sleeker, and that gives us more attention and means we don't get jobbed out to some WCW jabronis. Big Show glares at you. What do you do? Do you A, keep expanding on how dumb the name Shoguns is, B, emphasise how much anyone from WCW is a loser jabroni, or C, pivot to catering to Vince's ego. There's only one way to Vince McMahon's heart, and that's for his arsehole ego. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Let's go to the ego. Or the arsehole. Vince, you begin. You're well renowned for having good taste when it comes to names, right? After all, you named me Billy Gun the Ass Man, and that's been nothing but, for good, nothing but good for you ever since. I guarantee you that in the years to come, people will always remember me as the Ass Man. You really think so? Vince, Vince asks, smiling. I guarantee it, you sigh with 18 years of future knowledge. I know you. I know what you need to do. You need to pick something that will show Big Show and I are a force to be reckoned with, that will strike fear into the hearts of our opponents, and that people will remember for years to come, just like my name, that name again being Mi Billy Gunn, Mr. Ass, the Ass Man. Well, hot damn, that sounds good to me. So you fine with me picking the name, or do you have something in mind for yourself? Vince is now fully on your side. What do you do? Do you cater to his ego and let him choose the name, or do you choose the name yourself? Well, I think if we let him choose, then that's the bridge too far. Yeah. Mm. So okay. we should probably come up with our own name. Yeah, let's do it ourselves. Okay. Like Assinator. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> or Bart. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, thinking about it, Vince, there's a perfect way to solve all of this. We call ourselves The Gun Show. Vince's eyes light up as if annoyed he didn't think of it himself. That's perfect. Makes you sound tough. Everyone in America loves guns. There's no way that sentiment will ever change in the future. <laughs> so it's an evergreen name. It's brilliant. You've never heard Vince describe anything you've ever done as brilliant before. And Big Show seems all too happy to oblige. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's great too, boss, he affirms. Then it's settled. The gun show it is. With that, your fate is sealed. With a cooler name for your team, everyone remembers it quicker, and no one will look back on your history and wonder why you never called yourselves that. 
You're taken more seriously as a tag team. Eventually you find yourselves with tag team gold. Definitive proof that you're good. Plus, as your name is first in the team, you're unofficially seen as a leader. When the team inevitably breaks up, your foray into a singles career already has a great head start. You've successfully changed the future for the better. Award yourself a full success and head back to the Time Vortex. Yay! Yay. I'll, I'll just spoil something. If you let Vince choose, he would have called you the Giant Tatties. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you would have failed. Oh. But, you know. So, the final choice is Billy and Chuck. You, you love so would anyone okay. like to do the beginning of the song? Accompany Ewan's WCW jabroni Chuck Palomo to the ring when you teamed up to form the memorably named tag team known as Billy and Chuck. Your gimmick? Well, you took your whole thing about loving asses, pretended that you also liked the ass of your tag team partner, and fooled the wrestling world into thinking that you'd never truly be on top unless you found a power bottom. <laughs> you briefly parlayed this newfound attention into a tag team title reign or two, but this would all come to a head, figuratively, when you and Chuck would pretend that you were going to become tag team partners permanently. The kids at home, it just meant that you two would be friends forever. But the adults and teens, it's a confusing conversation about whether or not you were switches. A phone call to... <laughs> wait, wait, you were what? Switches. Thanks. A phone call to Glad and other LGBT spokespeople later, you were all prepared to get married on a fateful episode of Smackdown. Before the vows could be completed, you took to the microphone and said, This was just supposed to be a publicity stunt. We're not gay. I mean, we got nothing against gay people. And then clarified that if you were a dreaded gay man, you would probably marry Chuck, but in your mind making it okay that you fooled a nation. This caused a raucous load of booze and you to then be beaten up by Eric Bischoff's goons' three-minute warning. But it's unclear whether they were doing it because their boss was a maniac trying to terrorise Stephanie McMahon, or because you or because you had just set gay rights back about five years. <laughs> it's unclear what the case is nowadays, but it's pretty telling that WWE found itself blacklisted from Glad and other places afterwards. After all, they sent a gravy boat. You don't betray anyone who sends a gravy <laughs> It's just not done, mate. <laughs> the impact of this was pretty horrendous, and clearly people didn't enjoy you trying to progress your career by pretending to be something you weren't. After all, who would ever do that in wrestling? Sadly, you weren't taken very seriously again after this, and it's arguable that your career never fully recovered. Unless you can pervert the course of time like you tried to pervert LGBT rights. Making some various beeps and boops on the time goggles, you found yourself thrust into 2002 and into the loving arms of Chuck, your tag team partner. It's good to see you too, buddy, he smiles, glad that you're taking the gimmick seriously. Both make your way into the meeting room with Vince, Stephanie, and the rest of the writers who are planning to end the, end to the angle of the Billy and Chuck wedding. Hi everyone, it's me, Billy God the Ass Man. <laughs> you shout, introducing yourself to a room who should definitely know who you are. Ah, Bart Simpson, it's good to see you. <laughs> Vince lies, lyingly. He then sniffs. What smells like smoking hams in here? <laughs> you choose not to draw attention to the after effects of your time travel and sit down. We need to change the course of history. So, what do we have plans for this wedding then? It's simple. You and Chuck are gonna get nearly married until wrinkle that you want a bunch of and my daughter's gonna get beaten up. It's simple, pal. Just do your part and play along. Do you do your part and play along? Or B, kick up a fuss. Okay, uh, let's... Let's kick up a fuss. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hold up a second, Vince. You begin. I'm oh. kind of uncomfortable with all this, you know. Oh, what part are you uncomfortable <laughs> with? We don't have. We don't have to see it go in, do we? <laughs> <laughs> Instant classic. Yeah. 
No, that got taken out the first draft, I think. The issue is that I think this isn't really going to help anyone in the long run. Oh, really? Stephanie asks. Her reputation is at stake as the head writer of SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, think about it, right? It's all over the place. First, we're being supportive of the gay marriage, which we're portraying as a good progressive thing. Then we loudly announce that we're not gays, and it's just for attention. So at that point, are we face or heel? And then Rico's going to reveal who forces into it. So is he the heel? Or the face? And with that announcement that it was his idea to fool everyone, how did Chuck and I come across? I don't know whether to cheer or boo us, and I'm in the middle of this mess. Vince and Stephanie look at each other quizzically. And then Bischoff reveals that he's the priest, and as his cronies beat us up. So everyone is so is everyone now a hill? Or are Chuck and I good again because we tried to protect Stephanie? Also, the plan is to linger on Stephanie being beaten up. So is the ending focused on Stephanie despite her being there as a witness? Or are Chuck and I the focus? Or is it three minute warning? Vince turns his head slightly as if to explain himself. It's a complete cluster. It's memorable, yes, but it's not totally memorable for the right reasons. Bischoff's bit is great, but the rest of it's going to make us look outdated, homophobic, and needlessly childish. It's all over the place. And I think you, of all people, should know better, Mr. McMahon, sir. He didn't like that last part. That makes it very clear with his calm, considered speech. No, listen here, dammit! <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to tell me how to run my own business? Are you telling me I don't know how to write storylines? Don't you know who I am? I'm Vincent Kennedy McMahon, dammit! I buried WCW twice in two years! I'm the owner of the XFL! And how'd that last one work out for you, sir? <laughs> Vince's face turns the kind of red that seems impossible in a 60-plus-year-old man. But boy, does he achieve it. <laughs> what are your plans? Do you backtrack and agree with Vince and go ahead with the wedding? B, suggest a new ending to the storyline. Or C, refuse to take part at all? I don't know. We're going to end up back in the... I don't, oh, I, what? Ah. Ah. I don't know, because he did a noise when we picked that, that we weren't, we were going to go, uh, weren't going to go ahead with it. Yeah. That um, we did something wrong. Oh, no, I was just doing that to throw you off. I, got, ah, yes. <laughs> I, I knew in the past when I do that, you guys would like to second guess yourself. How about B then? Okay. Suggestion yeah. who suggest, went into the storyline. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's do that. All right. What about if we change well, the Now he's calm. Does that mean we did it wrong? Yeah, I don't know. You proffer, hoping that it'll be enough to work. Hmm, <clears throat> that could work. Vince calms down and agrees, stroking his chin as if he could ever grow hair there long enough to stroke. <laughs> it depends, says Stephanie, pretending that she's still the head writer of SmackDown, and what it would be. <laughs> we need something that's going to generate as much attention as this angle we have planned. So it has to be a good one. She Everyone lasted, nods their heads. She lasted longer than Freddie Prince Jr. She <laughs> did. Philanthropy is the future of marketing. It's the way brands are going to win, she continues. What was that? Vince asks. Nothing, she covers for herself. Perhaps it was 13 years too early to make that kind of statement. <laughs> you ponder for a few seconds. Okay, I have an idea. Do you, A, go ahead with the wedding for realsies, B, have Bishop interrupt the wedding sooner, causing you and Chuck to save face and break up later down the road, or C, have one of you be kayfabe binged before the wedding, then quietly cancelled the storyline? I like A because it's progressive, but yeah. I like B because it, we still get that cool moment. Yeah. Mm. It sounds like everyone's in agreement for B. I think, yeah, I think we're... We'll go B. We'll go B. B? Yeah? Okay. B it is. How about this, Vince? You detail to Vince, Steph, and the writing crew how, instead of you and Chuck interrupting your own vows and revealing it's all the charade, you said how Bishop refused to finish the ceremony by having the line about three minutes be part of the vows, instead of convincing you not to have cold feet. Thus, when Bishop reveals himself, he gets absolutely nuclear heat by not only disguising himself and laying havoc to the ring, but also being the one to prevent the wedding from happening. It also helps you and Chuck save face by not saying anything homophobic on stage, and you two later split up as a tag team due to your frustrations at the other for trying to protect Stephanie and ward off Bischoff and trying to save their future husband. It's not perfect, it's a damn sight better than what actually happened. In the long term, you still come off as a bit iffy due to the whole pretending to be a gay man thing, 
but the stigma doesn't follow you anywhere near as bad as it should have because you're ultimately seen to be progressive in, in terms of wrestling especially considering how regressive wrestling can be sometimes mm. might yourself down as a full success and head back to the time for although full successes yeah although we finished all the scenarios so now we get to head back to the present Ooh. as you use your time goggles to make your way back to where you initially set off <laughs> you can't help but hope that the plan worked Plus, you kind of notice that every scenario seems to have you battling against Vince McMahon in the game of wits. However, time was of the essence, and it still is as you make your way back to the present and plonk down to where it used to be your apartment from before. You can see tons of stars in the distance, a myriad of explosions of forces of good battling against those of evil. In front of you is a holograph of a small child. You recognise him and thus your surroundings immediately. Wait a second. This isn't my apartment. This is the Crucible from the ending of Mass Effect 3! How would you know? I wasn't doing much in 2012. It's true, you weren't. <laughs> I haven't seen Mass. I haven't played Mass Effect Three. <laughs> oh, spoilers! <laughs> I'm pretty sure Andrew hasn't either. No, no, no. None oh. of us have played no, Mass Effect Three. Played this game. Well, I'm like, aware of the controversy. Okay. Okay. That will do. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You groaned. Does this mean that none of my choices ultimately mattered? <laughs> well, some would have. The Crucible Child explained. But the deadline got brought forward unexpectedly and we ran out of time to tailor the endings to the specific decisions you made. Plus, considering the amount of choices you made in the series of three 50-hour-plus adventure games, there's literally no way we'd have had time to accommodate every choice you made or your more total morality. But I didn't do any of that. I just went back in time and yelled at Mr. McMahon a bunch. Well, regardless, your actions have brought you here now, faced with several possible outcomes depending on how effective your attempts to change your history have been. Isn't that a cop-out? Give us a few months and we'll write a couple more paragraphs. How's that sound? Sound good? No, and sorry, it's too much work anyway. <laughs> Crucible Child laments, serving as an ineffective reminder of something you were powerless to stop, but annoyingly haunted by since, due to the fact that most developers are dads now and seem to think that killing children is easy drama for your surrogate dadhood. I don't like secret dad games, right? All right there, Last of Us critic. Yeah. So I don't have to save mankind? No, I think McFoley's doing something else right now. <laughs> <laughs> you glare through the hologram. Do you want to know what endings you can choose from or not? Sure. But they better not be based on how many points I earn, thus purposely implying that one ending is significantly better and more canonical than the others. Just pick the endings, Billy. Let's total up your points, shall we? For every super fail you earned, you get minus half a point. Okay. For every full fail, you don't get any points. Every partial fail gets you a quarter of a point. Partial success is half a point. And the full success is a full point. So add up all your numbers and then tell me what you got. Well, like a bear biting the head of uh, one Bob Holly... Causing baldness for life. <laughs> we got three full successes, three baby. Sweet. Baby! So, you've unlocked every ending. So you've got five choices. You've got the worst ending, the betray the crucible ending, the destroy ending, the control ending, or the synthesis ending, which is only available when you get all three points. Well, if that's, a little, that, that's like the exclusive edition. Yeah. yeah. I genuinely didn't think you were going to get it as well, so I wrote this one to like... <laughs> Thanks uh, for the faith in us, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Cheers. You, you, Cheers. you successfully Cheers. managed to like beat all of my previous adventures and work out the tricks that I used to trap you all. This is true. Even outside of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried to trap you so many times. Just He finds a way out of the bear traps. Are you a trap? Chris, that's transphobic. Carry on. <laughs> it's not. You've done it. You've fixed every major mistake of your wrestling past that the time goggles could afford you. And now, you can begin to reap the benefits of those achievements. It all begins to flood into you. The singles career success, the tag team successes with Chuck and the Big Show, singles titles, main events, a sniff at the belt. Successfully winning your first world title, then your second, 
the Royal Rumble, the main event of WrestleMania. Tens of thousands of fans screaming your name as the iconic music plays proclaiming that you're an ass man. And also, here's all the things you love to do to asses. Your life changes from a footnote in wrestling history to one of its front pages. It all melds into you. The success, the money, the fame, the lucrative TV and film deals, Hollywood, Oscars. But through it all, an intense love of wrestling. But your career lasts all the way until 2019 with you on top. Until you choose to finally retire once and for all at WrestleMania 35. No! The beam of light from the Crucible beckons you. You have achieved everything you could dream of in your past, your present. And now you have no need for your own future. But wrestling needs yours. You know what you must do. You head towards the beam of light, adjusting your wrestling trunks one last time. A tear streams down your face. It's time. Throughout the years, you've used your patented finishing move on everybody. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Steve. The Rock. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> every single one has faced you, and every single one has fallen victim to the thing you do where you jump in the air and then place your ass on their head and drive it into the mat. None have emerged victorious during your reign at the top of the card. But there's one more jabroni who needs to be pinned for the one, two, three, and that's all of wrestling itself. You leap into the air one last time and drive your ass into the beam of light with such force that your entire body melds with it. Your spirit and body scatters across through all of time and space, inhabits every wrestler past, every wrestler present, and every wrestler of the future. Every creature of WWE, AEW, New Japan, and even TNA Impact. Of every federation that ever was, ever is, or ever will be. In their own way, they are all Billy Gunn now. In our own way, we are all an ass man. Congratulations, you successfully synthesised with all of wrestling. Your story will live on forever. You've unlocked the true ending to the trilogy known as the Ballad of Billy Gunn. Or have you? Oh no! Oh. You're not selling me DLC, are you? <laughs> Somewhere in New York, a phone begins to ring. Oh no! Bro, a heavily New York accent questions. An all too familiar voice responds from the other end of the line. You said you weren't going to swerve us. Yeah. I said halfway through. Vince, this is Vince. Tell me, how would you feel about booking WrestleMania 35? Bro, I swear to God! <laughs> Vince Russo will return in WrestleMania 2, the final swerving, coming this WrestleMania 35. The end. Oh. You unlocked the true ending. <laughs> Congratulations. And now there will be no more Billy Gun adventures because, as has just been described, he doesn't exist anymore because he's merged with all of wrestling. Okay. Okay. So it's Russo music. Yes, I know. It's definitely not Iron Man. It's definitely not Iron Man. No, not at all. But for one last time, could we get a tearful rendition, like a piano rendition of the Ass Man song from you, Chris? I don't know how to know the words. <laughs> I'm the ass man. Yes, I'm an ass man. Yeah. <laughs> I love to. I love to kick off. I love. 
I'm, I'm fading out now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that was the end of the Battle of the Billy Gun trilogy. You've successfully finished it with the best ending possible. But when I put it, when I put the full story online, be sure to go check the other paths because they are just as detailed. There are many ways to succeed and many ways to also fail. So, yeah, that's all I really have to say apart from Here's to you, Mr. Ass, <laughs> the greatest wrestler ever known. Can I tell my Billy Gunn story now? Yes, please. Yeah! Yeah! This is what we were truly waiting for, is who did Billy Gunn sexually harass who was also Chris's friend? So there's a guy that me and Andrew used to work with, uh, and he went out to, uh, in, in, in Portsmouth, uh, there's a place called The Walkabout in Guildhall Walk, and uh, he went there, and on the same night there was a local wrestling uh, uh, show, and Billy Gunn was one of the people there. So this would have been about 2007, 2006, something like that. Cool. Um, so apparently Billy Gunn turned up out of his face, <laughs> decided to uh, point to my friend's girlfriend and go, I'm going to her, I'm going to her again, I'm going to him, and then I'm going to the pair of them. <laughs> and he got very scared and left. <laughs> And this wasn't, he came up and had a meeting or anything. This, Billy Gunn just pointed them out across the bar and started start shouting like this stuff. That's the Billy Gunn story. And that's the true reason why I wrote three incredibly detailed stories. And that is the true meaning of Christmas. So all there really is to say, Andrew, is we loved to love them. We loved to kick them. We loved to stick them. We were the ass men. Oh. Thank you all <laughs> for listening. Uh, if you want to give feedback, you know where to go. But for now, I've been Andrew. I've been Martin. I've been Coleman. I've been Ed, the best one. And I went over. Stop it. No. <laughs> Ring that bell! Oh, no. <clears throat> uh, testing, testing, day one, day two. Steve, 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 no. Steve. That's Steve Harvey. Hardy, not Harvey. That's a different man. But I'm Steve Hardy. Steve, please. Hardy. Steve. Oh, my good friend, badass Billy Gunn from the time I was rocking around in D-Generation X. This is all post credits, right? Remember when I was in D-Generation X and I used to drink the energy drinks going to the ring and then I'd talk more like that and then got married to China and... <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> you got it.